Good afternoon, everyone. On the update this Wednesday, the waiting game continues to go on. The Manhattan grand jury investigating hush money paid on the former president's behalf is not expected to take up that inquiry again this week, meaning that any potential vote on an indictment probably won't happen until next week at the earliest. We'll have the latest details. The U.S. gambling industry is now adopting a new responsible marketing code that will ban sportsbooks from, pra- from partnering with colleges to promote sports wagering. Is Ben Simmons going to be the next flop in New York? He won't play again this season because of a nerve injury in his back, ending his disappointing first full season with the Nets after just 42 games. And Fox News stars Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, and Brett Baer are among the personalities who could be soon appearing in a much different venue, a courtroom. This is the update. Uh, Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, this is the update with Brandon Julian, a three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know, because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Wednesday. Final hump day in the month of March for us around here. We've made it. Well, essentially, there's two days left, but (laughs) essentially we've made it to the end of yet another month. And not a bad time to end a month, too. Spring break right around the corner, this time next week. We're all going to be on wonderful vacation time, or as I like to call it, the time I can rest my voice getting ready for the stretch run. Yes, the stretch run, meaning from, I think, from uh, the middle of April to June. No, July. July 4th. That's the next big stretch. And boy, am I going to need every single second to prepare. Prepare for it. But that's what we do. We just got to... Uh, I forgot the words. (laughs) Just gotta survive and just let do in the meantime. I'm Brandon Julian, of course, folks. We appreciate you so much for being here, wherever you may be and however you may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to catch you up on. We are going to begin this Wednesday, of course, with the beat, uh, the waiting beat continuing uh, for the possible indictment of the former president. We've now learned that that Manhattan grand jury investigating that hush money payment is not expected to take up that inquiry again this week, meaning that any potential vote on an indictment probably won't happen until next week at the very earliest. That's according to two people who are familiar with this matter. The grand jurors have been meeting regularly on Monday and Wednesday afternoons, but did not hold last Wednesday's session and met last Thursday for other unrelated matters. They returned to Trump on Monday, but only for a short time to hear from one additional witness. 
Of course, if it does happen, we will be of sure, of course, to let you know. <coughs> Meanwhile, on to some of the other news of this Wednesday. And a new indictment charges the FTX founder, Sam Bankman Freed, with directing $40 million in bribes to one or more Chinese officials to unfreeze assets relating to his cryptocurrency business. The rewritten indictment unsealed uh, yesterday as a charge of conspiracy to violate the anti-bribery provisions of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. It's the 13th charge facing Bankman Freed as he awaits trial in New York while staying with his parents in Palo Alto in California. He has already pleaded not guilty to charges that he cheated investors out of billions of dollars before his business collapsed last year. He was arrested, of course, in December. Officials here in New York will be able to issue licenses now for recreational marijuana dispensaries in some parts of the state, now that an appeals court has narrowed the scope of a temporary injunction that had halted them. The ruling by the U.S. Second Circuit Court of Appeals allows the state to hand out licenses in Brooklyn, Central New York, and the Mid-Hudson Valley, along with out west. A federal judge back in November, you may remember, issued a temporary injunction against the licenses being handed out in those areas after a Michigan company filed a lawsuit. An email seeking comment was sent to one of the company's attorneys. Governor Hochul says that she was pleased by the decision at hand. Down the turnpike we go now to Atlantic City in Jersey where the U.S. gambling industry is now adopting a new responsible marketing code that will ban sportsbooks from partnering with colleges to promote sports wagering. It will also prohibit payments to college and amateur athletes for the use of their name and image, and will end the use of terms including free or risk-free to describe promotional bets. The American Gambling Gaming Association, I should say, tells the Associated Press, that the changes are necessary to keep up with developments in the fast-growing legal sports betting industry. That industry currently operates in 33 states plus Washington, D.C. The new rules also follow criticism of the gambling industry from sports betting, advertising, and partnerships. In other news, uh, a Cuban-Peruvian Peruvian poet from New Mexico has now won the Academy of American Poets' first book award. Sarah Danielle Riviera will receive $5,000, a six-weeks residency at an artist community in Italy, and a book deal with Grey Wolf Press, which next year will publish her debut collection, The Blue Mimes. Poet Eduardo C. Coral chose Rivera's manuscript for the first book prize. In a statement uh, Monday, he praised Rivera for her, quote, beautifully and deftly crafted poems and her compelling evocation of grief, notably over the death of her father. Rivera is a writer, artist, and translator who lives in Albuquerque. And finally, we're going to go up to the state capitol in Albany. Uh, We're just years after labor activists persuaded a handful of states to raise their minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. Workers initially thrilled by the pay bump are finding their hard-won gains are being erased by inflation. Uh, 
New York, California, and Massachusetts are among states where legislation has been filed to boost minimum wages to 20 bucks or more. But opponents uh, to hikes in wages say it could be detrimental to small businesses who already operate on the thin margins. Barry Nicholson, a business owner in Corning, a city by the Finger Lakes here in New York, said a big wage increase would be a, quote, smack in the face to small businesses. Just have to wait and see where things go. Time for us to step aside momentarily when we return on the update of this Wednesday. We have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Going to talk some sports and talk about if Ben Simmons is going to be the next big flop here in New York. His first season in New York, full season I should say, over because of back injuries. And then we're going to talk the latest national news, including out down in Nashville... Police say that the school shooter there legally bought seven firearms in the last few years. It hid the guns from their parents before killing the children and three adults at a Christian school. We're going to talk about this, folks. And a lot more, too, of course, as per the usual around here. <laughs> when the update, Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. Brandon Julian. You know, for many years now, my wife's favorite holiday has been Halloween. It's started to become my favorite holiday, too, or at least one of them. And it's not because that girls out there every year, they dress up in crazy costumes and sexy costumes. If you think about it, the ladies totally do, though. You know, some people are like, I'm a witch if she was a hooker. I'm Little Miss Muppet. I'm sure you are. Hey, that almost sounded dirty, Brandon. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger... Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Of all the newscasters in New York... I just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together.
Beginning at 10 p.m. on Sunday, February 26th until August, Jamaica Centerbound J and Z trains will bypass 75th Street, Elders Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard 24-7 for station rehabilitation work. During rush hours beginning February 27th, skip-stop service is not running from Jamaica Center Parsons Archer to Crescent Street. Trains will be making local stops instead. Use nearby Cypress Hills, 85th Street Forest Parkway, or the 104th Street stations. Also consider using the Q56 bus, making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street will be temporarily closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, You'll still be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer. To make the transfer, exit the station and walk across 14th Street from 6th to 7th Avenue or vice versa to reach the other side of the station. Tap your Omni payment method or swipe your Metro card and you'll automatically receive a free transfer to re-enter the station. If your trip starts or ends on a bus route, this will not count against your free transfer. Note that single-ride Metro cards are not eligible for out-of-system transfers. If your trip involves traveling through Midtown, you may instead opt to transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, and M trains at Times Square 42nd Street or 42nd Street Bryan Park via the 42nd Street Shuttle Passageway which will be open 24-7 during the closure. As an alternative route for transferring between the 1, 2, 3, and L trains, take the N, Q, R, or W trains between Times Square 42nd Street and 14th Street Union Square. Hey, bus riders, why not tap and go with Omni? When everyone does, your bus will move even faster. Go to omni.info for more information. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.75. Transfers must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 select bus service, pay on board the bus. For all other select bus service routes, pay at the kiosks outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip. The fare on express buses is $6.75. Coins are no longer accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So, my fellow folks, if, uh, if you've ever watched New York sports in your entire life, you will know that there are various sports flops uh, that have not made it on the biggest stage here in New York. There's some of the biggest flops that come to mind, of course. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury, 
Mountains. Uh, Jason Bay with the Mets, just to, uh, you know, just to name a few. But can we possibly add Ben Simmons uh, to that list? Is he truly the next big flop to uh, <laughs> the next big New York flop, I should say? He's not going to play again this season because of a nerve injury in his back, ending his disappointing first full season in Brooklyn after just 42 games. Simmons saw multiple specialists this week who determined that he should be shut down for the season because of a nerve impingement. Coach Jacques Vaughn said yesterday that a full recovery is expected. It's the second straight year that Simmons has been unable to play because of a back injury. He had off-season surgery to repair a disc problem, but was bothered this season by his sore left knee before his back problems returned. And from the hardwood, we go over to the ice. Philip Cheadle, Vladimir Tarasenko, and Patrick Kane all scored early. Igor Shosturka made 28 saves, and the Rangers beat the hapless Blue Jackets 6-2. Artemi Panarin, Mika Zibanejad, and Vincent Trocic also had goals for the Rangers, who clinched a playoff berth on their day off Monday and won for the seventh time in their last eight. They are nine, one, and one in their last ten in their last eleven, and moved two games behind the second place Devils in the Metropolitan Division. Speaking of those Devils, they're going to play them tomorrow in Newark. Now, folks, when we return on the update this Wednesday, we're going to talk together the latest national news, including how in Maryland, an appellate court there has reinstated Adnan Saeed's murder conviction and ordered a new hearing in the case, marking the latest development in the protracted legal odyssey chronicled in the podcast, Serial. We're going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, uh, when the update Brandon Julian returns... After these messages. Brandon Julian. Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving people. It's, uh, we don't even really have a tradition for Thanksgiving. The tradition, when you think about it, is that we overeat. Honestly, it's like, hey, why don't we just make a holiday where we just eat a lot? We do that every day. Oh. Well, why don't we do it with people who annoy the crap out of us? Oh, he's definitely anti-family. This is The Update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. I overdosed on heroin and I lived. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. My desire to change had finally outweighed my desire to stay the same. I felt powerless for so much of my life. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if, if they can think it, they can do it. 
I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. For the first time, I, I finally feel like I'm exactly where I should be, where I want to be. <laughs> That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Bajan Common Sense. Bajan Common Sense. Does anybody know if there's any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian. Indeed it is, folks. Uh, welcome back to the Update Brain of Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Happy Hump Day to all of you around here, of course. You know, as we're rolling right along in the spring break, it's no secret to anybody. <laughs> no secret to anybody that the summertime is uh, going to be right around the corner. It will be here sooner than you think. Sooner than you think, folks. Just wait. I've said time and time again on this program, folks, it's summertime. It's all about that family togetherness, you know, eating ice cream, or if you're in my case, working to make you living. <laughs> oh, I've said time and time again that my wife and I are going to have a good summer, hopefully, you know, make the best of it. But one thing I'm pretty sure a lot of people are not looking forward to that really made a, the impact on last summer. Those damn lantern flies. I don't know if you've ever come across one, but if you if you uh, but if you haven't been introduced to them, lantern flies are the most annoying, are the most annoying specimen I think since Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> and also mosquitoes. You know, they can be a close second. But you know, as the weather warms up and you buckle up for a sunny day drive. There's a very good chance that you'll be unwittingly taking a few tiny hitchhikers along for the ride. Spotted lanternfly nymphs will soon be hatching all across the mid-Atlantic. And in a recent study published in the journal Scientific Reports, it's found that the spread of the destructive annoying pests is largely due to, quote, human-mediated dispersal. Translation, if you don't speak science... <laughs> They're catching rides on our cars, trucks, and trains. Uh, Tara Trammell, an associate professor of urban forestry at the University of Delaware, told UD Daily, which is a marketing publication for the school, quote, Spotted lanternflies can spread quickly into suitable habitat and have the potential to cause significant economic damage to crops and hardwood trees. Studying potential dispersal mechanisms, such as human transportation, can help us uh, develop management approaches to reduce further spread. Now, these spotted lanternflies, which were widely blamed for damaged trees across the south and the west shores of Staten Island the last two years, and confirmed to be an active infestation, to be an active infestation, last summer by the State Department of Agriculture, will soon be active yet again. In the early stage, which begins by early May, they are often mistaken for ticks. They have spots and don't develop their signature red wings until the fall, according to the Cornell College of Agriculture and Life Science of Northern Ithaca. In fact, though, it's common to see photos of lanternflies in flight with wings spread, showing off the colorful crimson. 
It's much more common to see them resting on tree bark, blending in with their surroundings with black-spotted, pinkish-tan wings folded over their back. And though they don't sting or bite, uh, homeowners should be cautious of the damage they do to trees when they offer them. Lanternflies, they can only survive for about 48 hours without feeding on a plant, so ready-made traps are effective at reducing their numbers. The invasive pests feed on more than 70 plant species, including Tree of Heaven. Not only, of course, are they a public nuisance, <laughs> they're also a threat to plants and crops that are critical to the agricultural economy of the state, such as grapevines, hops, apple trees, and maple trees. This is a, comes as a warning from the State Department of Agriculture. For the study, that was published this month, researchers from the University of Delaware, the U.S. Forest Service, and the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources simulated spread dynamics of the insects using agent-based models that incorporated information on habitat sustainability, life history, movement, and natural dispersal behaviors, according to the announcement. It was all conducted in an effort to decode the lanternfly spread behaviors. Uh, Zach Ladin, a supervisory wildlife biologist with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and the lead author on this study, said, quote, We were quite surprised by the overwhelming effect of human-mediated dispersal in accurately predicting spread dynamics. This supported the current observational data and some of the long-distance jumps we knew we know the spotted lanternfly has made. Uh, here in New York State, uh, a state effort to track the spread and prevalence of spotted lanternflies by using community reports and digital mapping has show, showed that at least 16 counties uh, confirmed sighting of the bug as of last fall. The tracking began nearly two years ago when the insect native to China and Southeast Asia first began to make its presence felt downstate. Environmentalists say they have been concerned about the impact spotted lanternflies can have on crops and some native plant species. Both juvenile and adult lanternflies are expected to be present again from June through September, and this is when we're most likely to take them for a ride. It's also when mating and egg-laying occurs, uh, increasing the likelihood of infestations developing in new locations. Specifics of the transportation need... Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> Specifics of the transportation need to be further studied, the researchers told UD Daily. For example, they're not sure whether egg masses are taking the ride after being formed on vehicles, or if pregnant females are along for the trip. And without a change in human behavior, according to this announcement, the spotted lanternfly population will likely continue to spread quickly to suitable habitat across the continent with unpredictable ecological and economic impacts. Ladin suggested that people make a few changes to help control this spread. Um, he said, quote, We suggest people in areas with established spotted lanternfly populations be vigilant, traveling across state lines and follow suggested protocols for monitoring their vehicles when going on long-distance trips. As of November of 2022, uh, spotted lanternfly infestations had been confirmed in all five boroughs of the city of New York, Nassau and Suffolk counties on Long Island, and the northern counties of Westchester, Rockland, Putnam, Orange, Duchess, Sullivan, Broome, Tompkins, and Erie. So yes, it's time for us to watch out 
if this was a more, if this was a TV program, I would say we would have a lantern fly counter, but we don't, so the most we can say is just, you know, just stay, do your due diligence. National news, folks, it is next for us around here, of course, as for the usual, when the update brain of Julian continues. From New York, based on a true story, this is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. What is dedication? The thing that drives me every day as a dad is Dariana. We call him uh, Day Day for short. Every day he's hungry for something whether it's attention, affection, knowledge. And there's this huge responsibility in making sure that when he's no longer under my wing, that he's a good person. I think the advice I would give is you don't need to know all the answers. The craziest thing was believing that your dad knew everything. So as a dad, you felt like you had to know everything. You had to get everything right. It's okay to make mistakes as long as it's coming from love then, you know, it kind of starts to work itself out. I want him to be able to sit back one day and go, we worked together, we did a good job. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. From New York, much less than the sum of its parts. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back uh, to the update, Brandon Julian, on uh, Wednesday, everyone. Another hump day in the month of March for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, for still being here with us. Uh, let us talk together. It's very usual, of course, the latest national news. We're going to begin down in Nashville in Tennessee, where police say that the school shooter there legally bought seven firearms in recent years and hit the guns from their parents before killing three children and three adults at a Christian school. Police uh, yesterday said that the shooter did not specifically target their victims during the shooting at the Covenant School on Monday. Uh, the victims included three nine-year-olds and the head of the school. Shooter Audrey Hale was a former student there. Uh, authorities say that Hale was not known to them before the attack. Police say that Hale was under a doctor's care for an undisclosed emotional disorder. In other news, we're going to go to Annapolis in Maryland, where an appellate court there has reinstated Adnan Saeed's murder conviction and ordered a new hearing in this case, marking the latest development in the protracted legal odyssey chronicled in the broadcast serial. Though Saeed's conviction has now been reinstated, he won't immediately be taken back into custody. In a two-to-one decision released yesterday, the appellate court of Maryland ruled a lower court failed to give sufficient notice to the victim's family when it scheduled the September hearing that vacated Saeed's conviction and allowed him to regain his freedom after more than two decades behind bars. 
Maryland law provides victims with the right to prior notice of such hearings, and the court ruled that right was violated in the case of uh, Hay Min Lee's brother. As we said before, as we go back here to New York, the stars of Fox News, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Brett Baer, they're among the personalities who could be soon appearing in a much different venue. Court. Both Fox and the voting machine company suing it for defamation have included each of those figures as potential witnesses if the case goes to trial next month. The lists are no guarantee, though, that they will actually uh, testify, and still not certain that the case will actually make it to trial. Fox has sought to prevent its 92-year-old patriarch, Rupert Murdoch, from testifying alive, saying he has already given a lengthy deposition. But that will be, of course, up to the Delaware Superior Court Judge, Eric Davis. And down in Charleston, in South Carolina, a project there is using DNA to trace the African roots of three dozen people buried in the late 1700s. The remains were uncovered in the coastal city during construction in 2013. Since then, scientists have learned more about these people and their lives by pulling genetic material from their remains. The research showed that most of their ties to West Africa and most were likely born into slavery in colonial America. It's one of a growing number of projects using ancient DNA research. In Charleston, the work has also helped to inspire plans to build a memorial on the burial site. There is more national news, of course, for us to discuss. And we will address those, of course, when the update for Annie Julia returns in just 60 seconds. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager. Learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um... Rad, just the same. To learn more, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back uh, to the Update Brain Julian on a Wednesday, everyone. Another hump day in the month of March for us around here. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. We're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news, and we're going to continue down in Dover in Delaware, where a federal judge has upheld approval of the Boy Scouts' nearly $2.5 billion bankruptcy plan. The plan would let the Texas-based organization keep operating while it compensates tens of thousands of men who they say were sexually abused as children, all involved in scouting. The ruling, released yesterday in U.S. District Court in Delaware, rejected the arguments that the bankruptcy plan wasn't proposed in good faith. Opponents have said it improperly strips insurers and survivors of their rights. 
Uh, the plaintiffs say that the staggering number of claims and other factors suggest that the bankruptcy process was manipulated. In other news, we're going to go to Washington. You know, in other news, we're going to go to Washington, where the Army is now working to quickly pull together some new recruiting ads to air during the NCAA's Final Four basketball games this weekend, after being forced to yank the commercials that feature the actor Jonathan Majors in the wake of his arrest last Saturday. Army leaders had been excited to feature majors in the ads as a key part of their new campaign aimed at reviving the service's struggling recruiting numbers, which fell far short of their enlistment goal last year. They believed that the ads would capitalize on majors' popularity coming off his recently released Creed 3 and Ant-Man Ant and the Wasp Mania movies, hoping it would help them reach the youth audience. In the American West now, we go to Park City in Utah, where skiers' etiquette has now emerged as a sticking point in a highly publicized trial where Gennett Paltrow was accused of causing a 2016 ski collision. Nearly every single witness who has testified so far has been questioned about the tenets of a ubiquitous but mostly unknown skiers' responsibility code. Both Paltrow and the man who was suing her have claimed that they were downhill on the scope the slope, claiming they had the right of way when the crash happened. The trial is made, quote, uphill, synonymous with guilty, and shown a spotlight on the legal implications of the etiquette rules that govern the expensive snow sport. And finally, uh, there's a special chance this week to see five planets lined up in the night sky. Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, and Mars will gather near the moon in a planet parade. Uh, the best day to, to spot all five will be on Tuesday, right after sunset. If you look out to the western horizon, you'll be able to see them stretching up toward the moon. You may need a pair of binoculars to catch Mercury and Uranus, which don't shine as bright as the other planets. Uh, but the five-planet array will be visible from just about anywhere on Earth, as long, of course, as you have those clear skies. That's always the most important. I'm going to let you guys ponder. I'm going to let you guys ponder on this. As we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Wednesday, March the 29th, 2023. As the update on this Wednesday, I'm Brandon Julian. We'd appreciate you being here with us. And in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news folks will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. And most importantly, folks, please, please be well. Uh, one step closer to the end of the month and still waiting on word of that thing of the former president. Let's talk about that and a lot more, too, of course, folks, when I see you. Of course, right back here tomorrow.